not that you have any more to do. No, I just really want to know how long it will Okay. All right. Clara Alder. Josh Davis. You're here. You're sitting in the chair. I, I describe the chair that you're sitting in so that the, the listeners can understand. There's like some yeah, legit stakes to this. For sure. I think I need to describe two things. Okay. What a miracle it is that I'm here <laughs> sitting in front of the Josh Davis. Oh my goodness. Take it easy. No, I've begged Josh for probably five months now. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh-huh. For a lifetime, I've begged Josh a to, lifetime. Come on, to come on this podcast. It's a short lifetime. But the other thing I need to describe is the chair. It's like this really nice leather yeah. chair. It's intense. You'd find it in like your grandpa's <laughs> house, maybe. You have a classy grandpa. Yeah. What do you, it has these like side. Yeah, it's like the things next to your head, but they're so far from your head. You that can like, like take a nap on. Yeah, you could totally nap. Yeah. It's like a. It's a legit throne. I mean, like, it's, like, got some real throne vibes. Exactly. So, uh, which fits. We'll get to why that fits, actually. Do you want to know? With the throne. What's but up? you should describe your chair that you're sitting in. Oh, um, so my chair is, like, imagine if you took a series of uh, coat hangers and, like, some blue plastic and you oh. tried to make a chair out of the coat hangers. That's about <laughs> what my chair looks like. That's... That about I think explains. that's just about accurate right there. Right? It's fair, right? I feel like it's about, about on point. But, um, Clara, how are you? I'm doing so well. I really think this might be one of the better days of my life. Goodness gracious. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> like, genuinely so happy to be here. <laughs> you know how much I've wanted to be on this podcast. I know how many times you've asked me. I don't know if those yeah. are, like, corollary. But For all yeah. you listeners out there, the more you guilt Josh into putting him on your podcast the more likely it will happen. Yeah, no, I mean, that checks out. I mean, like, that's, yeah. That's, like, here I am. It's logically sound. I no mean, shame. You've been begging, and now you're the first guest for fall 2021. Yes, so you did it. first you, guest. You made it. This is crazy. Um, Clara, I, you have a different story than I do on this, but how did we meet? Do you remember? Because you remember it this differently than I do, but go for it. Um, Well, I feel like we met... You'll have to, let's just kind of tag team this one because. Oh man, it's not like the ISO, it's not like the island. Well, I feel like we met last year around this time, fall 2020. And here's the thing, like we've, we've known, like I've known who you are for a long time, but I don't feel like we really become friends until this recent spring. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I feel like I really got to know who you are when we did. Like when I was training as the new traditions director. Yeah. And um, you were running the cameras. And so I had a headset. Oh, Josh is wiping his eyes. I think this is making him cry. It's so emotional. Yeah. It's a beautiful friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I met Josh through like you were working with like the meet like student media and doing yeah. you're running all the cameras do you want to tell them your official title with that i think it was because it was robin's awards right Is it was that robin's awards yeah. and high stakes bingo yeah oh man high stakes bingo i still have regrets from there but uh <laughs> but yeah i was i was switching or uh technical directing for the robin's awards and you were running the slideshow you yes. would prep like this just yes. monstrous slideshow and i only messed up once it was barely a mess up. I mean, like, you should really, like, if you're, if you're, like, keeping track, like, oh, man, like, just, like, you can erase it from, yeah. like, whatever, your memory of regrets. It's fine. You're going to be okay. Um, but, yeah, I, that's actually, so, Claire brings us up. We got to know each other through that, and um, now, I'd say, like, one out of three times that I see her, she'll just go, ready, ready, camera one, ready, camera two, <laughs> take two. It's ready. kind of like a new way that we talk. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really know. It's kind of like just an It doesn't make sense joke. to anybody who hasn't switched. So, like, that's kind of how you communicate over a headset. Like, you tell your cameras, like, whatever, camera, get ready, you're about to be on, camera this, like camera that. Like, over-communicate what's going to happen with the cameras. Yeah, so that they, they know what's going on yeah. and that their shot doesn't suck by But the Josh does, like, such a good job at his job. Aww, like, I had you. never run a PowerPoint before, and then, like, I felt really confident doing it after the first time. Because yeah. Josh is just, like, on there with his radio voice. I mean, you're listening <laughs> to it right now. But he's got this, like, very soothing voice, and it's like, all right, camera one, you ready? <laughs> 
All right, camera one, we're switching. I actually <laughs> challenged them. I'm like, hey, camera one, get your act together. No, yeah, yeah no, it's way fun though. I actually like occasionally throw in some banter here and there, so it's, yeah. it's always a little entertaining. Got to keep it lively. Yeah, that's no, really fun. Sometimes there's too much banter, but we try to forget about that. Um, so yeah, we met through uh, Robin's Awards and technical directing, and then um, yeah, now you're doing traditions, which is crazy. Yes, are, you, are you excited? I am more than excited. And a little nervous. Too. Yeah, you did like you said that, and then you and put then your head, like, you did like the little uh, nervous like you know, the, like the eyes widen and yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm excited, so excited. and <laughs> I'm nervous, which I think is totally valid to no, both sure. of those feelings. But um, yeah, I'm really excited. I think that it's gonna be a great year because we'll we're able to do a lot more this year. Yeah, you know, bring events in full capacity back, and I just bought. Um, Oh, all man. of our prizes for high oh, stakes bingo. Oh, let's go. When is high stakes bingo? Um, our first one is September 7th, Ooh. 7 and 9 p.m. in the TSC ballroom. So we're back in the ballroom. Yes. It's going to be really fun, really wild. It's going to be a ball. <laughs> <laughs> ballroom. Oh. Two one. points for Josh right there. <laughs> <laughs> so who's keeping score? That uh, was really good. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. Sick. No, I'm excited, and I have really loved being involved with USUSA. Um you know, the advisors, the people there. Fantastic. Really. If I could give them an, a review on Yelp, it'd be 11 out of 10. <laughs> Six stars out of Dude, five. we should make a Yelp for student involvement. That'd be amazing. Should we just do, like, Yelp on everyone? It's like Josh Davis. Isn't, that the, isn't there, like, a Black Mirror episode that's literally that, where, like, people have ratings, and they're, like, walking around, and you can just see their uh, ratings? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I would, mm. I would be, like, the That'd worst. Be I would have, like, a 2.8 rating. Um, is that a 10 out of 5? Who knows? Um... <laughs> You're from Utah. Yes, sir. Oh, man. What part of Utah are you from? I am from, well, I always switch it up because I'm from Salt Lake City, but that's such a big area. So um, I'm technically from Mill Creek in mm. Utah, Mill Creek area in Salt oh, Lake, right below the canyon, a really beautiful spot. Because there's Mill Creek Canyon and there's Emigration Canyon? Yes. So okay. there are a couple canyons, so it goes... Um, they're big and little Cottonwood Canyons, and yep. then there's Mill Creek Canyon, and then Emigration. Yeah. Parleys. I used to live in Emigration Canyon, fun facts. Yes. But you were not there. born in Utah. I was born in Utah, actually. I was you born were born in, in Utah. I was born in Payson. Yeah, Ooh. I'm all over the place. It's weird, because I never yeah. lived in Payson, but I was born there. Shouts to my mom. He was born and then on the road. She didn't want me born in Provo, and frankly, that's aged really well for me. So, uh, I'm glad. And, uh, no, so I was, I did... <laughs> Born in Utah, end of the BYU run for my parents, and then five years Colorado, like eight years Utah, and then four years California, and then I don't know how to, how to count college because like I'm technically a California resident, but still, yeah. So you don't want in-state tuition? I don't. Also, I'm not smart enough to get it, so okay. they don't want to give it to me. Besides that, <laughs> also I think I'd rather say I'm from California. In it sounds ways, cooler for sure. But I, I love I'm wearing an Utah. In-N-Out shirt right now just to boost my credibility. Yeah. Yeah. In-N-Out, man. I'm excited for Logan to get one. I know. It's probably going to be done. I might be gone before it's done, but I'm excited either way. Really? It's going to take that long? I think so. You never know. Construction's whack. Okay, well, then just never leave. If that's the criteria. <laughs> okay, if you say so. It's built when you're like, is Josh gone yet? Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll like, finish the project. All right, and turn on the lights. He's gone. And camera one. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. And we're live. See, for the listeners, that's that's how that inside joke works. Yeah, I guess. I don't really know how it works. It's only Claire who knows how it works. But uh, <laughs> so wait, so you, Mill Creek, what yes. high school did you go to? I went to Olympus High School. Okay. I would have gone to Skyline if I had So we would have been rivals, but still friends at the same time. Yeah, sure. That's how, that's uh-huh. how rivals work. That's, uh-huh. You're sure. mean to them in public, friends to them, like. <laughs> Behind closed door. <laughs> Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Is exactly, that exactly. What's the Olympus mascot? Um, The Titans. Oh, that's a good one. And I always, I was talking to someone today, I always say Titan because Titan. for like cheer and everything, they'd be like Titan, not like Titan. Did you do cheer? No. Just in like junior high, ninth grade. So ninth grade, that, but that's ninth grade high school, right? Or is that still middle school? No, it's now. For when I went there, it was still middle school. Uh-huh. But like at Olympus, they're very particular that you say Titan. So <laughs> not Titan. Yeah, like, not Mount, like a, mountain. Do they titan. say mountain too? Is there the big 
Chopper's a little different. No, <laughs> I just remember it's like Titan. So yeah, our mascot is the Titans. See, that's a good one. Cause I had, I had the Cougars. That was my first high school, which oh. isn't bad. Like yeah. I don't mind it. It's aged poorly as I now hate BYU, but you know, whatever you do what you can. And then, um, but my second one was Wildcat. And mm-hmm. that's just like, that's just soft. That's the worst. Like it's literally like, oh, it's just a cat. Like it, it, it would honestly be better if it was stray cats. Like that would be cooler than Wildcats. Wildcats you want is just to basic. have stray cats. Stray cats would be kind of dope. Hey guys, we're the <laughs> shelter dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but that has some edge to it, you know. Like at least, like if you're if you're oh, playing the shelter dogs or like gosh. you're playing the stray cats, like that's like there's some there's some friskiness when you're like Wildcats. You're like, oh cool, am I about to just like destroy Troy Bolton right now? Like this is too easy. Mm-hmm. So I uh, yeah. but Titans is good. And also like, I always think about like if you made a tournament of just mascots. It was like a duel, like who would win, right? So like, oh yeah. And Titans, like they do. got like all the Greek gods. They're so. killing it. Like that's a good, that's a good lineup. Yeah. I think Grizzlies is good too, but yeah, and not. we have good colors. I feel like green is a pretty good color. It's not like it was green, green, and what? Just green, green, and, and white, and gray. Gray feels like a weird one, but I'll, yeah. I, I'll allow it. It's better. Yeah. I had black and orange, and then gold and blue. I actually like black and orange because it was so stupid. But black and orange feels like a high school color. Yeah, it was like pretty. And it was also, like, gave you an excuse to wear orange, you know what I mean? It's like, okay. Yeah. Speaking of orange. Oh, my gosh, my favorite color. <laughs> is that your favorite color? It's my favorite color. No way. It's my yeah. favorite color, too. I didn't too. think it, wait, really? Yeah, 100%. Are you kidding? I'm 0% kidding. What made orange your favorite color, Josh? Oh, man. So, here's the worst part. It's like, there's no no way to answer this without sounding stupid. Okay. For me, at least. Sounds stupid. Ready, go. But, like... I think orange is the color, like, just for, like, clothes or whatever. It's not, not a huge step. Like, usually it looks kind of weird. But, like, when you find orange, like, in nature, it's, like, a hu- it's always awesome. It's, like, like orange nice. flowers, like, sunsets. Like, sunsets sound so basic. But it's true. It's, like, it's just awesome. And then also, um, I'm a fake skater boy. And I would okay. longboard in a lot of parking lots at night. And yeah. so, like, the orange parking lot lights, like, was a big part of, like, Whoa. that whole experience. So. That is such an interesting And then high school colors, too. Yes, so, like, high school. basketball, we'll never... high school. So, you know, that's where it kind of kicked off. But Yeah. Well, with you saying that orange doesn't go well with clothes, is going to age really well because orange is my favorite color. Yeah. Because I have, like, way too many orange clothes. <laughs> so, like, do you have different shades of orange? Or, like, what is um, the... Because I'm thinking, like, neon, kinda. right? Because, like, neon orange is, like, it's a tough yeah. color to pull off. Well, I love, like bold statements um Mm. when it comes to clothing like i'm not the best (laughs) at it but like when i get the chance or like if i'm if i'm going to buy something which i'm really frugal so i don't like to but like if i'm going to buy something i want to buy it something that's like kind of daring a little bit so i have like these really cool orange flare pants and like orange high top converse and this really big like orange corduroy puffy jacket see those are all like see but those are like all so stylish on their own that like yeah. it doesn't matter what color it was like those See, are that's kind of what i like about the orange is it's like different yeah i'm different yeah i don't know that song at pick all pick me i'm different look at me i'm different <laughs> no but like no i get that too though because honestly nobody wears orange so like yeah to, like to just have it and own it like that's a big move for sure yeah i respect it but I, that actually wasn't my segue i can't believe that's your favorite color but my segue was going to be what do you call your hair orange? What do we call your hair? <laughs> oh, we, gosh. Because this is like, I, I didn't think there was a debate. I kind of just thought that you like made up your mind on this. But then we went camping like it was a month or so ago. And you like you had like a lot of opinions on your yeah. hair color. So take yeah. me through it. What, are you, what, what color is your hair? It's a great question. Well, I'm almost curious to see what the listeners would think if we ever put a poll out or something like that. Because it's always funny because... People are like, oh, your hair is brown or your hair is red or it's like reddish brown. Um, It's interesting because I know I'm more of a redhead. More of a redhead. (laughs) But I live with like an actual redhead. And so I consider myself less of a redhead and more of a brunette than my roommate. Does that make sense? Josh, Josh, that feel, does not make it sense. It feels like you're having a little bit of an identity crisis here. It, looks like, it feels like... No. But, like, I, just, I get what you're saying. I mean, like, you, yeah, like, if your hair is less red than your roommate's, that's just true. But, yeah. Like, but it feels like you're Which associating it pretty heavily with my you. red hair. <laughs> but it makes me think I have less of red hair. Oh, well, okay, never mind. So, also, I, 
I was born with like pretty blonde hair and then it went to really red hair and now I feel like my hair kind of changes. So like in the summer it will get really red mm. and then in the winter it will get really like it will get a little bit darker. Hmm. Um, but I don't really have like all of the red hair, fair skin, like qualifications like I've got <laughs> red hair, but I don't necessarily have like a ton of freckles, and I don't yeah. really get sunburned easily. <laughs> I mean, is I, that? Yeah, now I get what you're saying. Josh is regretting this. this is no, I think it's funny. I think it's question on I, the podcast. No, I mean, like your answer is really good. I think it's funny. Like you're associating a lot of things that I didn't think about with yeah. redheads. That you're just like you've really you've clearly thought about this very in depth. And yeah, so and I, I continue to think about it because it's so interesting. All like a ton of new people who I will meet will be like, is your hair red or is it brown? And I'm kind of like, you tell me. And then people just get these like really heated answers. Like it looks red, but like, I thought you had brown hair at first. (laughs) And so I kind of just let them like go for it. I'm like, yeah, what do you think? You're just really upsetting people all the time. (laughs) I throw it back at them and they don't seem to like that. (laughs) I don't like to give them answers. I just say, what do you think? (laughs) Just throw what it color is my hair? Why don't you, you tell me. No, that's good. I, you you have red hair. I don't know what, I don't know how this is like really a debate. Like it's true that it's not like, it's not like, I'm like staring at her head right now. This is funny. But he's, like. He's evaluating the hairs. I would say head. you're more strawberry blonde than you are. Really? You're like strawberry dirty blonde. That's my final. Because that's if my final. I were to give a final answer, I'd say I'm strawberry Brunette slash Auburn. You just threw an Auburn in there. That was like <laughs> such a flex. You're just like I? the classiest little word there. You're like, oh, I have Auburn hair. Auburn. Like that's <laughs> Say that with a, did you just do a British accent there? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, no, it sounds even more authentic with the uh, British accent. Auburn. Okay, I guess final answer is Auburn from Clara then. I'm, d- I'm, I'm sticking with strawberry dirty blonde because it's not really, it's kind of blonde. Really? Yeah, I, I actually so. have never heard that one before. Yeah, I think I've so. I've never heard Not blonde. like, whatever. Like I said, it's like dirty blonde. It's not like, whatever. Okay. It's not like straight yellow. Or, I don't even know what blonde is, I guess. But yeah, that's my final answer. Strawberry dirty blonde. You're not blonde. colorblind, right? Are you colorblind? Oh, you know, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I've just never heard straight blonde Straight call out. All right, you know, I'm going to go. No, like, uh, Claire's going to. Guys, gonna, I'll finish the podcast. She's going to just solo the rest of this. And uh, we're going to figure out the rest later. No. Um, no I, I stand by that answer. This. I do. I stand by it. Okay. I mean, or what color is my hair? Oh, that's a good question. Your hair is oh, brown on the verge of blonde, but sticking with brown. Man. All right. Well, there you go. Well, if my hair is brown, then I, think, I guess you're a brunette, too. But if my hair is almost blonde, then your hair is almost blonde. That's my final answer. Uh, this is this is really great for an audio medium. This is to describe colors to people <laughs> for like 10 minutes. Anyway, um, I mentioned earlier that you're sitting in the throne and that that's relevant. Yes. And it is relevant because somebody in this room won a pageant and it was not me. Right. Are you sure? I mean, I've been sleeping a lot lately, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if somebody entered me into a pageant that I don't know about, but I'm sleep. pretty sure that I didn't win the Miss USU pageant, and I'm pretty sure that you did. Oh, there we go. Nice segue. Yes, I am Miss USU. I'm just going to say Awkward this. silence. I know, you go. made it pretty awkward. You're, like, pretty terrified of this. Uh, so, had you ever done a pageant before? That's a great question. So, I have never done a pageant in my life before the Miss USU pageant. And I was really excited about this, like this pageant because it felt a lot less daunting than doing another kind of pageant anyway I I think it was like a really cool experience for me because I that was something that was like very much outside of my comfort zone like I've never done something like that yeah and so yeah I really loved you know putting myself out there for the Miss USC pageant and here we are yeah, what are the so what are the components of the pageant? Because I feel like people think they like they hear pageant like, cool, yeah. like you sing, dance, and you do a little twirl. But like, what? Well, take some me through. Tap dance yeah, I right mean, like here. if you can, you should. But uh, like, take me through like the process of like, I think there there's three distinctive things, right? Yeah, is, it, is that right? There's platform. Oh man, I don't remember all these. I did the story on this. I got for you. Here, I'll just I'll just you explain it, yeah, it real quick. <laughs> um, but you like helped a ton 
with it because I remember you filmed like the videos for like introduction videos. Maybe that's kind of where we became friends. Yeah, it's probably the first time we like. I think that was like the first time we really like other. yeah for sure. talked. Wow, throwback, geez. Wow, so way back when. Um, but the the process of the Miss USU pageant is, it starts out like early. I want to say early February. There is an application that goes out, and this whole production is put on by Student Alumni Association or SAA. And so there's an application that goes out and I remember applying and just kind of like putting myself out there and I, I wrote the whole application and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I'm feeling kind of nervous and it was like, no joke. I'm not really a huge procrastinator, but it was one of those things where it was like it, the, it was getting to like 1150, 1153, like it was due at midnight and <laughs> and okay. I was like, should I submit it? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to submit it. So I submitted my application. So from there, there's an interview process with um, me- some members from the Student Alumni Association and the people who are directing the pageant. And they ask you questions about your platform and kind of like your interests and that sort of thing. And then from there, they select the different missed titles. So there are different positions that you could kind of different titles you can yeah different like representations yeah exactly so the different representation is from all over campus so all of the different colleges so there's like a miss engineering miss education um miss natural resources um all of the different colleges and then we have like miss involvement that's who i was or am um and then there's miss greek Miss Diversity. So there's a collection of really amazing women from throughout campus. And then um, in times past, the women will get together and like choreograph a dance or something like that. And for our year, we did not do that, but we all like got together. And then it was the pageant. The pageant's really fun because I did not expect to meet such amazing people in this like program. Anyway, so then in the pageant, it's like you do informal wear, you do like introduction videos, um, like kind of introductions overall. Then you do um, a talent portion. Everyone prepares a talent and performs it. And then um, you do formal wear where you get escorted by someone onto the stage. And then you do your platform, which is basically like an initiative that you want to see done on campus. Um, a change that you want to make to kind of enhance community here at Utah State and overall make a change. And so from there, whoever wins Miss USU, um, like wins a crown, wins the sash, also is has some really cool opportunities in um, executing and having a team to help her, you know, get her initiatives to come to life. Yeah. Wow, you that just flew long... through that. That was amazing. Wow. Yeah. You just like you just back your hand. I may or may not have practiced that on the way up here. <laughs> no way. Okay, so I wanted to point out um, in that story, she said that she wasn't a procrastinator, and I could tell because the procrastination time was like eleven fifty, and then eleven fifty three. Like for me, like if you're not at, at like eleven fifty eight, like you're not. We're not oh, even talking about procrastination. I, yet. I so can't, that's that's a good. I can't get to the eleven fifty eight for my own. Mental health. Uh, I wait till you get to 1159. That's where it gets. That's where it gets really fun. Um, but <laughs> you're talking to a professional procrastinator here. So uh, yeah. I like if if they had a Hunger Games and there was like a procrastinator like tribe or whatever, I'd be like the the king of the procrastinator tribe. Would be amazing. But um, the king of it. But so he'd survive. Flew through it. But so like you said, there's the there's the informal wear, formal wear, talent, and the bless, platform. Platform. Yes. So. What was the scariest part? Um, that's a good question. I honestly, because of the people who were there and like how comfortable I felt with the other um, miss participants, participants, yeah. the other misses, I guess. Um, because like, I feel like they just kind of set a really inclusive community and like they set the standard of you know, welcoming everyone else. And so, like, I honestly didn't feel nervous. Um, At all? No. Like, 
I I felt there wasn't kind even of, a part that was I a scary. Felt, yes, I felt nervous. Um, honestly, like I felt nervous right before I was going on stage yeah. for my platform. Cause I had this moment where like, I literally forgot my platform. <laughs> like I had been practicing it for a while. Yeah. And then like people talk about like stage fright, no, it's and, like, a real thing. the jitters and that sort of thing. And like, I, <laughs> I was getting closer to like my turn to go. And I was just like, okay, what's my platform? I literally can't remember it. I'm like, okay, just take deep breaths. Like it's going to be okay. And then like I got onto the stage and I took a deep breath right before I got it to the microphone and I like told myself in my head, I was like, hey, Claire, like it's going to be okay. And then it just like came back to me, which was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely the most nerve wracking moment was right before I was performing my platform. That makes sense. I, uh, I actually love public speaking. I'm like the one example. I mean, I, if you can't tell, I love the sound of my own voice. I, I started a podcast, but I, uh, but no, but like, it's really true that even, even though I really like it, like I have everything written out. Like I never, yes. I never have it not written out before. If it's you know, like, depending on the situation, I guess. But and I, um, and I always like run through it in my head a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and then for sure in that moment right before, like, there's nothing there. Like it's like yeah. you go to the bank, and it's like, what happened? Like my head's <laughs> empty. And then once you step up, step up to the podium, like there's just some different energy that kicks in. You're yeah, like, oh, I. It's all it was back. such a magical feeling. It's really cool. And it sounds like you've had a lot of experience doing that. Like where it kind of <laughs> leaves, and then you're like, oh. Oh, no, sure for sure. Again. Like No, I mean, like, it's really terrifying. Like, it, it's not – it's funny. I think people – there's people who like public speaking and there's people who, um, like, think they're good at it. But, like, it's really more of just, like, they just like to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like if, like, to be actually good at it, it doesn't mean that you don't get stage fright. It doesn't mean that you don't, um, like, aren't affected by the moment. It's just mm-hmm. that, like – you kind of surf it. You just learn to surf it, and it like becomes. It's kind of exhilarating. Anyway, this is. It kind of sounds pretentious, right? It's like a weird brag. You can't really be like, I like, I like public Odd speaking. Flex, so. but okay. Yeah, like legit. Um, but so you are now Miss USU, even yes. though you seem to be as dodgy as could be about it. Um, no. No, no, I respect it. Like the the dodgy humility. It's we're, we're all about it here, and um, <laughs> 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 it just shouts across the bow. Let me reload my gun here. Um, my, I don't have a real gun. I just want to clarify. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, no, but so w- as the winner of Miss USU, you now get to like take your platform and kind of actually put it to work, right? You know, yes. make it happen. So, um, you know, I I know that you've been practicing for this. I know that you practiced in the car on the way I here. I didn't practice this part, but I'll be fine. <laughs> but, you know, just tell me a little bit about um, your platform and how... Um, I guess what change you want to make. Yeah, no, for sure. So my initiative is all centered around um, inclusion and also kind of showcasing the beautiful stories of the people who call Utah State home. Um, And the name that I've given this project is called the Aggie Stories Project. Um, Kind of the origin of where I got the inspiration for this is growing up many times as I'd like be going to school um my dad would say as he dropped me off he'd say Claire like just remember everybody has a name and everybody has a story and that's something that I've not only seen him model but I've also kind of taken in as my own personal motto in that everybody has a name and everybody has a story that's awesome. And especially as I've come up to Utah State, like I've learned just the impact and the significance of that statement. You know, everyone really has their own name, obvious, like Clara and Josh right here. <laughs> and like everyone also has their own story. And the story is like completely unique from one person to the next. And the things that make them excited are unique from one person to the next. And different challenges, fears, and um, things that are like challenges and hardships are as well. They're different from one person to the next. So my whole initiative and platform is really to showcase the different stories and facilitate a space where people can have conversation um, about different stories. And so not, so Friday, September 3rd, this is when my project will be launching, 
launching. Exactly. So um, we're partnering with the Student Alumni Association, and they have this really cool, like, hello walk um, event where they all wear shirts that say, like, hello on it. And it's kind of around, like, hello and, um, you know, Aggies say hello. Aggies advocate for mental health. Aggies, like, take care of one of another. Um, And so my project is, like, seamlessly being sewn into their project as well physically like like we're actually sewing. <laughs> we're in. not sewing well, physically so <laughs> it's, a, it's a great metaphor <laughs> no but you, so you mentioned like telling the stories like uh, w- what is the actual like i guess means by which like you're going to tell those stories like how is it going to be told yeah, yeah so we are going to have um a bunch of places where people can come and i know it's sometimes hard to be like hey like what's your story like that's a really hard place to start and so I've come up with a lot of really cool prompts that, you know, take you below the surface level and we're, you know, creating the space where people can open up conversations about lots of different things, about things that are really hard, about things that are really disappointing, about things that are really great and exciting, like lots of different things. And that's the whole beauty of it is it's like Aggie's stories, like it's the stories of us, right? And so... um. We'll have places where people can write their stories, and then um, I want to keep it anonymous, but I so I don't want like any name with it. I don't want like any. We're not like having people put pictures of their face with it, but we are offering Polaroid pictures of for people to take pictures of their shoes, and they'll tie their shoes with the they'll like put the picture of their shoes, the Polaroid picture, yeah, with their story, and then they'll put it on this like piece of art that kind of grows as um you know as there are more stories it kind of like becomes more of a statement yeah and so that in itself is kind of a beautiful thing in that like the more stories that there are like the more that this art grows so it's like this art piece that as you kind of add more and more people and more and more stories it'll grow that's awesome and then we plan on sharing these stories throughout the year on the student alumni association instagram page which is like a pretty highly populated instagram and um you know just continuing that conversation and my hope is that this will be something that you know maybe a future miss usu or student alumni association or the hello walk can continue to kind of facilitate these conversations and um embrace this community like embrace the community of inclusion Wow. Oh, she just dropped the mic. 100%. I mean, not actually, because you would have heard that. But, uh, wow. No, that's not super cool. Not actually dropping the mic. Yeah, please don't. They, they cost a lot of money. I think somebody dropped this one, actually. Um, that's really cool. Thank you. Where's the art project going to be? Is it like yeah. you can't see it until it's done? Or is it going to be like out and about? Like what's Yeah, the- it will be out and about. So, like, you'll – so, for example, Josh, if you want to come write your story – you'll write your story, you'll take a picture of your shoes, and then you'll take those two things and you'll put it on the piece of art. So like it's your adding to the structure. And this will all take place on September 3rd, which is the first Friday of the school year. And it's going to be, it's starting at 11 and um, it's just on the hello walk, which is like pretty hard to miss. The hello walk is um, right on the quad. Adjacent, is that the word? Sounds cool. Let's troll that. Adjacent? I think that means it's opposite. Oh, gosh. It's next to? I it's think. been a long day. Yeah. Adjacent, next to, the quad. Yeah. Um, I hope that's right. Doesn't mean the same thing, but for sure. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it will be a pretty special event because it's, like, focused on the people. By the people, for the people. Get get you a Miss USU. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Have you figured out what to do with the tiara? What do you mean? Do you want it? What do you, are sure. you, try, are you yeah, trying you to get it right now? Yeah. Can I have the tiara? I just want uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, Josh. Have you ever seen Princess Diaries? Oh, We've had oh this you have to say yes. Exact conversation. Is that, uh, what's her name? The Anne Burnett? Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I've seen that forever ago. Okay. So you're, I don't know if you're going to know this reference, but in the movie, The Princess Diaries, there's this really cool scene where... The princess gets to go into her closet for the first time. Yeah, this is a real girl moment. I'm Stop. fully disconnected at this point. Okay. But <laughs> should I even continue my story? Yeah, you should. Please. Okay. For the zero people out there <laughs> who's, 
who are now interested in this. There are at least three. Okay. So, um, in Princess Diaries, there's this, like, really cool scene where Anne Hathaway walks into her closet and there's, like, she opens up a drawer and it's, like, a drawer of sunglasses, a drawer of necklaces, a drawer of crowns. Like, it's probably, like, the most bougie moment <laughs> any princess could ever have. But what am I doing with the tiara? I currently have it in a drawer with sunglasses, <laughs> a candy necklace, <laughs> and my jewelry. So There we go. Yeah. With your other tiaras? How many tiaras do you have? This is my first one. First, first tiara. Oh, there you go. Perfect. There we go. That'd be crazy if you had more than one. Um Okay, now we're going to shift into something that I know you're very passionate about. I don't know. I mean, I know that you were already passionate <laughs> about this, but... Oh, here we go. This is the good uh, stuff, everybody. So I want to be honest. Yes, sir. I went home to California uh, in the middle of the summer for a basketball tournament with my friend. Mm-hmm. And um, I got my 16-year-old brother to join me on this basketball tournament and to help yes. me kind of run it. And he... He looks at me, and we're driving, and the windows are down, and I'm blasting music, and he goes, have you listened to Olivia Rodrigo's album? And I go, and I kind of look at him, I'm like, 16-year-old brother? Yeah. No, I have not listened to Olivia Rodrigo's new album. I did listen to Driver's License, and I think, as we all did, we all cried along with her. But um, Such a beautiful moment. (laughs) Yeah. um, Until you realize that it's really sappy. But um, So I told him, no, I haven't listened to it, and he took his phone and he grabbed the aux cord and he proceeded to play like three or four songs from the Olivia Rodrigo album. He's like, this yeah. is good. And I was like, okay. Um, I haven't listened to Olivia Rodrigo since, I don't okay. think. Tell me, first of all, do you think she's overplayed? Is it, has it happened? Are we, are we kind of in an oversaturated? That's such a tough question. Big old market. The question is, is like, is she going to reach Harry Styles and Taylor Swift status where it's like she has such a following where people cannot say anything negative? Yeah. I mean, like, kind of like that. Like, I mean, I, if I hear Watermelon Sugar one more time, I'm going to, like, jump off a bridge. But, like, oh. I – so, <laughs> no for example – Watermelon Sugar for Josh. <laughs> please <No>. stop. <laughs> please. Please stop. But, so, for example, one pop artist that I really liked – but then, like, I immediately got sick of was Imagine Dragons. We're like, mm. I loved Imagine Dragons, and I thought the music was You're one great. Of those guys. And then it was like, oh, like I have to hear this song for the thousandth time. I'm gonna lose it. Like uh-huh. this is insane. So, are we, are so we there yet, yet with Olivia Rodrigo? Are we going to get there? Are you asking me personally or everyone? Do you have? I mean, <laughs> do you need to separate your objective and subjective taste? You can if you want to. It's up to you. Um. Okay, here are my thoughts on Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, here we go. Buckle up. Buckles on. (laughs) (laughs) Seatbelts. I genuinely really like her music. And it's because it makes me feel a certain way. Like, I know I am not a 17-year-old in high school who is going through this. You're not 17? Wait. No, I'm not. (laughs) I am a 20-year-old who... (laughs) Does not have the same drama, same sappy and dramatic lo- like love stories. Um, but I will say, I think a lot of people can relate to me in saying like, yeah, I I like to relate to her music, even though I don't relate to it. <laughs> like I sit there in my car and I'm like, I'm listening to Trader and I'm just like screaming at the top <laughs> of my lungs. Even though I don't so wait, feel that way. You're in it for the drama. Is that what I'm hearing? You're in it for the tea? Is that what we're hearing? Not here? for the tea. I'm just like, I feel it with her, you know? Like, I've been through it, and so I feel it with her. Okay. Even though I'm not, like, currently through it. No, that makes more going sense. Going through it. Yeah. And, you know, there are some songs, like, I feel like Driver's License, I've seen it a lot on TikTok and that sort of thing, so that feels pretty overplayed. Deja Vu, it's getting there. Good for you. I think it's also getting there. Um, just because it's been really popular throughout the whole summer yeah i'm not saying like it makes the music any less good i think the music's really good Mm -hmm. i do think that like she'll probably get to a point like with each of her songs where it's kind of like oh okay a little overplayed like i think like driver's license is pretty much there yeah i think we're burned out and then like deja vu and good for you like i think that one those two are yeah probably on the same path okay and yeah so i actually so i asked you to bring three songs that I should listen to. Should I sing them all? 
Can you? Here we go. No. <laughs> okay, I was getting excited. I but, really... uh, first musical guest on the Turnaround Jay. Um, Turnaround Jay. So she only has one album. Is that right? Um. Yeah, she has the Sour album. But there are suspicions that there's a sweet, an album a sweet called album. Sweet coming out. Yeah, that sounds made up. But I... Well, marketing, I mean, like, I mean, she from should a business do it standpoint, at some point. I feel like it's kind of genius. No, it is genius for sure. But, um, <laughs> but so you don't have much to choose from is what I mean to say. Like, I yeah, no, but I have, songs. I, I totally have three songs that are like my go-tos every time. Okay. Like, is, there, I don't, is there a hierarchy to these? Like, is there a priority? Like, yeah, I got you. you okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, let me get out of the way. Well, I'll say like, I really like her whole album, but if I'm going to open up Olivia Rodrigo, like I'll listen to these three songs. Okay. It's not like I'm going to listen to the whole album every single time because okay. like we were saying earlier, I don't really have tolerance for driver's license and like those songs anymore. Yeah. But Trader, I feel like that one just gets you right in the feels like 30 seconds in and you're like, oh, okay, I'm in my, <laughs> I'm in the feels. <laughs> like it's just, she gets you right there. And then Happier, I really like that one. Is that one really sad? Yeah, I kind of like her. I don't really like her upbeat ones. I like her sad ones. Really? Okay. Primarily. Because there's one that's like super, it's like almost hard rock, right? Yeah. Which one is that? Do you know? Not off the top of your head. Um, I think it's like jealousy or something like that. I like that you're pretending that you don't know. I feel like it's jealousy. I think it might be jealousy. It clearly knows it's jealousy. I, that's the one that my little brother really liked. So. Mm, okay. So you'd be a little, your brother and I'd be a little bit different. We'll and, go at it. Yeah. And then Hope You're Okay, I really like that one, too. Because hmm. you can kind of, that one just has a cool meaning. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing the progression here. I mean, uh, Trader, and then, what's the second one? Happier. And then Happier. Hope You're and Okay. Hope you're okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing a pattern <laughs> like, here. I'm not going to, like, like uh, you can read it into it however you yeah. need to. But, uh, no. That's but, like the full, like, yeah, grievance no, I mean, process. That's like half the cycle. Process. Yeah, that's half of the grievance process right there. <laughs> it's so. like you're the worst. Yeah. I'm happier without you, and I hope you're okay, kind of thing. Yeah, for sure, because that's how that goes. Um, <laughs> that was, was cool. everything you needed to say? Uh, well, we're on the topic now. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, Josh, uh, what do you want to say? No, no, I just, uh, you know, after me and Olivia's breakup. No, I'm just kidding. Um, they, they thought it was Joshua Bassett. It was Joshua Davis. Anyway. Um, Whoa. I know. I you just, heard it here first. Just dropped the mic. I, I should actually drop this mic for that. Uh, really? The tea was about you this whole time? The tea has always been about me. Oh my when is it, goodness! When is it not about me? I'm always, I'm somewhere in the tea always. Gosh. I'm a big meddler. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a big Scooby Doo. I'm always one of, oh, I'm one of those Scooby-Doo. meddling kids. Uh, is there any new music going into the school year that I should know about before it gets going? Or you just looked at me like I, I just like threw a firework at your face or something. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, well, what are you into? Like, what's the kind of vibe you oh have gosh. right now is it like more indie more pop more i definitely so i don't really listen to pop i don't really listen to twang okay i think i probably listen to like soft country soft like country. folk like okay really. wait like but country or like more folk, folk. Okay. but i don't like to say that i dislike country because i feel like there's some songs that come on i'm like i don't know this like feels give like, me one song oh that gosh. you are like into right now or like no 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 just give me a general like for me i'd say like i like yeah. lumineers i like oh. cage the elephant he's Some just he's music, playing man. it right now it so any background on. noise crazy right that's now. josh dude am i about to get canceled this music about to, yeah about to get i will for real just finish this podcast yeah honestly you should because this is pretty pretty pathetic have you ever heard of uh adrian lenker no so that's a that's a fat no nope just, Okay. Um, but I'll give you a good kind of kay. country, oh man, folk kind of song that's good right now. It's called "Wait a Minute" and it's by Carl Michael. Okay. I feel like that's your vibe. You can listen to it later. It's my oh, vibe. Oh, he's, he's putting it in the queue. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's by who? Wait a minute by Carl Michael and it's Carl with a K. Dude, this guy is not coming up. I'll tell you what, but we'll get there. Let's see. Carl. Oh, there he is. We found yeah. him. We found him. I feel like you might like it. It took a second. Wow, he was not. Um, you have to tell me if that's like kind of your vibe or not. Okay. We can keep workshopping that. We'll, one. <laughs> we'll get through it. All right. So there's that song. Is there like a. 
So you told me that you listen to classical music during the school year because you use it to study, right? Yeah, you have such great memory. Wow. I do. You do. You really do. Um, I kind of listen to whatever I'm doing at the moment. Like if I'm, like if the vibe in my life is like being really active and like working out, then it's a fun. It's a ton of like pump up songs. Yeah. And then during the school year, I mean, I can probably say like I really just listen to like classical or like songs without any lyrics. Or any I do like instrumental. Instrumental, from time yeah. To time. Just because like when I'm studying I really like to just have music that my brain doesn't attach to the words. Yeah. If that makes no, sense. For sure. Um and then like in the fall I listen to very much like fall kind of music, like driving down the canyon. Fall music. Kinda like Lumineers. Okay, here we go. You know, Caged Elephant. Oh, Caged Elephant. Well I yeah. didn't expect that, okay. Really? Yeah. Awesome. I thought you were a little softer than that, but it's fine. Vampire Weekend. Staple. That's kind of an all year. Just like a different album oh, for every Vampire time Weekend of year. Is like What's the one with the... Is it called Vampire Weekend? What's the one with the gray background? That It's Hannah Hunt. It's that uh, Oh yeah. album. That's a big winter album. But anyway. It's such um, a good Obvious Bicycle. Obvi- that's that's what it's called? Well, that's one of the songs. I'm forgetting what it's that's called. That's a great song name. I'm impressed. You know what the best song of Vampire Weekend is? Yeah, I do. But what what do you think of this? No, what do you think it? It's Modern Vampires of the City. That's what the album is called. Oh, okay. Well, I thought that was like the because you you teed <laughs> up you teed up like this song. big thing. You're like, what's no, the, my what's favorite the best song? song is Step. So good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I really like Hold You Now. Actually. Don't tell me yours is like a punk because that's the first one no, that always not. comes on. Because like, it's, it's yeah, please no. it's ruined by iTunes because it's always the top yeah, iTunes. iTunes really. Yeah, uh, no, but I really like Hold You Now. Actually, that's a big one. I like that yeah. one. All right, um, Claire Alder. Josh Davis. At the end of each podcast, I like to have a, a hot take that will hopefully not get me canceled. So uh, it could be controversial. Just, uh, I mean, it's got to be a, some form of a strong opinion. Okay. You have the floor. I kind of have two hot takes. Well, she's just always the overachiever. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Oh my goodness, not an overachiever. I just can't really decide. Um, my hot take okay. for you today is something I've been thinking about recently. <laughs> Josh already can't handle this one. <laughs> Are we gonna be okay? Pauses. I mean, she's just she's a natural podcaster. The dramatic pauses okay? here. This is incredible. Um, yeah, okay. okay, I'm sorry. Well, white coyote. Is it time for okay. <laughs> my current hot take? Is that Cooking is way superior to baking. I think baking's mm. kind of, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you were getting that one today, huh? Okay. So, like, I get really intimidated by recipes. And I don't know if it's because I'm, like, a little bit independent or <laughs> what. But <laughs> I have a hard time following recipes. <laughs> Like I'm a okay. great I'm a great cook mm. and I make really good food. Really confident. But I really have a hard time following recipes. Cuz I don't like the recipe yeah, and that's baking, that's to a do. no-go. Like in baking. And baking. I mean in early baking, like yeah. to learn baking. You can't yes. just be like I'm going to do whatever. You can't I want. say like, "Oh, I'll just do like a pinch of baking soda here." Yeah. And a cup here of flour. And all of a sudden you have bread when you're trying to make cookies like you Exactly. Never know. Yeah. Exactly. So mm. I think cooking is much superior is not much superior. That's a double. Anyway, um, I think cooking is superior to baking because cooking allows you to have way more freedom than baking. And I'm not saying I don't like the results of baking. Like I love brownies and cookies and yeah. bread and everything good and baked. Like oh, that sounds so yummy. I love how you're like shorn up your bases. Like you have to be inclusive towards the bakers. Like it's okay. You can just say no, that. No, like, like I actually. So I just I don't want it to come off as like no, I don't like the products of baking. I love the products. Do you like of cookies? Love love cookies. Okay, so then we're good. But okay, we're good. Do you like bread? Love bread. Really? Love bread. I, I got sick of bread. Um, really? I think it was because of the dr. Anyway, but um, so I'm hearing two things here though because like I I actually agree with you that I think cooking is superior i don't want to die <clears throat> cooking is superior to baking this is also i'm a fan of the great british baking show so this is, this is not a nothing take oh, for yeah. me i mean like guys i'm taking sides now so oh my goodness. um 
But I do think that there's like a lot more limits to baking. Like, yes. uh, for I think Claire that Alder, like and even actually host, bringing up Josh that show. Davis. This is after watching that show. I've seen Jay. there's only so much you can do before it's just like, how do you feel? Yeah, but what kind of frosting are you gonna put on it? Because like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like there's these things where like they're like get really creative with your bake. Like, show me what you got. Like, what mm-hmm. make it different? And like, there, it's true that you can do like different flavors and stuff. But like at the end of the day, like there's certain structural things like like to make a bread or to make cookies that like you yeah. can't change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas with cooking, there's like a lot more fluidity you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you have to follow the recipe for baking like you can't just go home and say i'm gonna just like whip up a piece of bread 100 percent. you kind of have to be like i'm going to like i have the ingredients and i have the recipe (laughs) i love how you're too independent for recipes that's a pretty that's that's probably the my favorite part of this it's not like i just like to have a little bit more freedom in when I'm cooking my meals. <laughs> I just like more freedom. Uh, I'm not independent. Uh, amen. Oh, God. No, I'm in. I'm in on this take. Was that, so was that two takes or was that, is there a second one or is like, or was that I have that another both? one, but maybe we'll save it for the next time I come on the podcast. Oh, man. Look at this. She's already <laughs> marking it. Look at this. This is incredible. Cannot believe. Um, Everyone tell Josh that you liked having me on the podcast oh, wow. because. It's really happening to me. I really like this comfy chair. I brought yeah. a blanket. You could start your own podcast, you know that, right? I could. You could just hijack this one, honestly. But we we post once a week. If you want to post twice a week, turn around, see. <laughs> That's just a that doesn't make sense. Or we um, could make it a hybrid. Turn around, JC. Josh, Clara. At that point, we have to get somebody named JC on the show. You can't really <laughs> can't really do that, can you? Yeah. Um, oh man, then we just fired ourselves. We did it just now. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of your hot take was not to get us fired, and we're already fired. So, oh gosh. <laughs> but I guess she's saving that one. So, all right. So, cooking is better than baking. I stand by it. I agree with it. I mean, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. But you're still a strawberry, strawberry dirty blonde. And that sounds like a drink at like Swig. A strawberry dirty blonde. I hope that's never a drink at Swig. She's upset. Uh, we're gonna have Jacob Nielsen on right after this. But how you feeling? You said it was cold in here. It's freezing in here, my man. It is way cold. It is like I'm legit. wearing a long sleeve shirt and it's cold. Yeah, how are you doing a long sleeve shirt? It's still like it's August. You know that, right? It's fall time. It's fall time. It's fall time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, if he says it's fall time, it's fall time. I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm here with Jacob Nielsen, Statesman Sports Manager. Sports yeah. content. I don't know. What's the what's your title? Tell me your title. Sports content manager. Oh, cool. I so, slipped yeah. in the content and I was right. I was good. Yeah, you got it. Big dub for me. Um and Jacob's actually super busy. So we're gonna fire through <laughs> this. Um but Jacob, I'm not gonna lie. I know this is it's a weird take, but I'm kinda optimistic about USU football this year. So last year everything goes to crap. Coach gets fired, like everybody puts their names in the transfer pool. A lot of them come back, actually. We didn't have like a ton of people actually up and leave and then um i think the starting quarterback got kicked off the team so that was a thing and uh it was nuts like it was just story after story about everything falling apart but we got a new coach who is still coach anderson but i believe it's blake right blake anderson yes sir and he just seems awesome like i just love <laughs> his vibe like i i, I might, might be like overshooting on this but like he just seems super cool tell me a little bit about like how, have you interacted a lot with him, or have you been able to talk to him? Like, what's tell me about Blake Anderson? Yeah, so I've had the opportunity to interact with Blake Anderson a couple of times, and he is a really cool guy. He is intense. <laughs> like, so I had a I had a one on one interview with him probably about three weeks ago, and you go into his office, and he's super nice, and obviously I'm a student reporter, so he's like, oh, what grade are you in school? And super yeah. chill. But then all of a sudden, he sits down. And he's just staring you in the eyes like, let's go. What you got for me? <laughs> and so I'm just whipping out question after question. And he's giving great answers. Like, he's a fantastic interview. But he's like, no just nonsense. Like, like, like clockwork. He's just like, yeah, exactly. all right. Yeah, like, cool. he's probably like, I got to call the recruit in 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> let's get this shit going, right? And so whipped out, like, like yeah. Craig Smith, the basketball coach. Yeah. If you asked him, like, three questions, that would take, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> he just never stops talking. I guess he's not our basketball coach anymore. Yeah. Blake Anderson, <clears throat> it was, like, rapid fire. I got, like, 10 questions in in 10 minutes. It's fantastic. But he – And there were good answers. It wasn't like – Oh, they like, were great answers. Yeah. So wow. he, he's a really intelligent guy. Yeah. He's a guy that he's gone through a lot of adversity, right? Because, yeah. I don't know, Josh, if, you, if you've heard, but his wife died of cancer. 
I didn't know that. In 2019. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so his wife died of cancer when he was coaching at Arkansas State. His father died the same year. Holy cow. And so for him coming to Utah State, it's a better opportunity. It's a step up from the Sun right. Belt. But more than anything, it's kind of a fresh start for him just to move on yeah. with life after jumping into some more football, losing a spouse. Yeah. That's super intense. Yeah, he um, that no nonsense thing. Like, I I don't know if you've interacted with other parts of the team too, but all reports are that the players love it. Like, they're just like all about Coach Anderson so far. Like, is that is that the case? If you based on your interactions with him, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. The players are infatuated with him and the coaching staff. Um, something that was missing last year was kind of a, just a genuinity just on a very personal basis between yeah. the coaching staff and the players. And God, obviously yeah. COVID got in the way with that and stuff. But the players all love not just Anderson, but everyone that he hired on the staff. They're yeah. all really, really personal guys. And they there seem to be legitimate connections beyond just the gridiron. So this is what I'm saying. So like, well, do, you, do you remember, do you know off the top of your head our record from last year? What? Yeah, we were five and one. Excuse me, one in five. One in five. I was about that, to say, that, that is a, that is so one in big five. Difference. COVID season, so it's a little weird, but like not good. I mean, just ter- one win in a season. That's like garbage. And like so, normally, how long is it college football? It's fourteen usually, thirteen. It's usually twelve, and then a bowl game. So just kidding. So twelve. So like one in five. So if you double that, and then you're there. Like you got the, you're two and ten. That's what we went last year, basically. Yeah. And so I really do think like that gap of like having a really bad coach to having a really good coach, I think that's worth, like, four wins. Like, I think that's, like – I think that matters. Like, if players try hard and, like, they're going for it, even if the talent isn't quite there, like – so, yeah, so just to temper expectations. I'm not saying USU football, national champions, here we come. But <laughs> I do think we could go, like, maybe six and six, that, that five and seven range. Do you, Like, how are you feeling about the team as far as win-loss record? So I read a story – I had them going six and six on this season. Okay. So it's a conglomeration of we play a lot of crappy teams, plus I think that there's a talent upgrade this season as well as a coaching upgrade. And so those three things put together, because yeah. just right off the bat, six, t- six games that I think we're going to win, yeah. it's going to be North Dakota, New Mexico State, New Mexico, um, Colorado State, UNLV, Ooh. And was that five or six? I lost count. Dude, I wasn't counting, but I'm gonna take your word for it. Yeah. So those are just quick games off the bat that I think they're gonna win. Yeah. And then they're gonna they might steal a game against Air Force. Air Force return they have to replace their entire offensive line, and that's an early game. Oh so wow. Maybe we could steal one oh, there. Man. I think we're gonna steal one somewhere else and get six wins. So okay. Hawaii looked really bad last yes. week, so we could beat them. Okay, so I'm not stupid because if Jacob thinks it, then yeah. I can't be that stupid. But also like, yeah, what you just said about offensive line, man, like. Offensive line is so underrated. Like, I wish people understood. Like, a good offensive line will literally make a whole team, like, a 1,000% better. Like, it's, like, a huge difference. But, um, so, stick on USU. Uh, what is your favorite interaction with the team so far? Uh, you've been on – I think you've been on the beat for a while, but you've been managing and doing it through the summer just since March, right? You've been the manager since March? Yeah, since, right? since April, May. April? Mm. Okay. So, like, what has your favorite interaction been so far with the team? So, it's been fun because – I started working just as a, a reporter in yeah. February 2019, right? And so then I had a month of this, and I was doing basketball stories, and then COVID, right? And so <laughs> I've been living my entire journalism career in a COVID world, yeah. and we've been able to get a little bit back to in-person this summer. Yeah. And so it's been fun to talk to some of the players. Yeah, and then just I, to be there. Yeah, exactly. And so I think my favorite interactions are with, one, Stephen Stanley. He's the punter. He's from, okay. he's from Melbourne, Australia, and he is, like, a cliche Aussie <laughs> in all the best ways possible, right? So he he was the funniest guy to interview. Yeah. We were talk- I was like, dude, like, you got to, like, fake a punt at the during the BYU game. Yeah. Like, you just got to fake it. And he's like, mate, I'm totally down. Let's do it. <laughs> he's like, I, I'm he's all in. in. He's just there, his ready. Dream, five years from now, his dream, you know, yeah. everyone's like, oh, yeah, man, I want to play in the NFL. I want to do this and that. He's like, yeah. I want to own a bar. <laughs> I want to have a bar back in Australia. That's his five-year dream. Like he's fantastic. Dude. Uh, um, and then also uh, Devin Tompkins is an incredible human being and a really cool guy. He's a player. Yeah. So he's he's a he'll be a starting wide receiver nice. out of the slot. Devin Tompkins. Okay. And he he has two kids. One of his kids actually lives with him. 
Dang. Yeah. And it's like him and wide receiver Justin McGriff and then his kid. And like, so, like, he's a dad, he's uh, a student, and he's one of the best players on the team. And he is one of the most genuine guys you can talk to. So That's awesome. Is he – what year is he? He's a senior. Okay. Is uh, the punter also a senior? I believe Steven is a junior. Okay. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I won't quote you on that. I mean, <laughs> everybody else can because this is a podcast, so it's, you're on record saying it. Oh, boy. No oh worries. Boy. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I, again, I know you're busy. So, um, quick notes. Do you have any notes on the offense, like uh, things that you've seen over the course of the summer that you think that people aren't really aware about? Um, in terms of things people aren't aware – well, one thing that I think anyone that's been dialed in has heard this, but it's my biggest concern about the offense, and it's something that you mentioned, is our offensive line. There's not a lot of depth there, so so there's there's some talent. Yeah, we got Dimitri Dimitri Alifua, we got Alfred Edwards and Jacob South. Those three guys are returning starters from last year. Okay, but we got some injuries and our two deep is not great, right? Yeah, and so and we got Quazal White. He came in from TCU. So the front five, our offensive line, yeah, is solid. Yeah, but like Anderson said, it you can see it just when the two deeps are running during the scrimmages in the fall. Yeah, there is a massive gap there between between first team, the first team and the second team. Yeah, and the offensive line, you know, you get beat up, and yeah. things happen, and so if one of those guys goes down, here's the thing about the offensive line: if one guy doesn't do their job, someone's gonna get through yeah. for a tackle, right? Ruins so like, the whole thing, it's yeah. got to be all five guys, all got to be top notch doing their job. Yeah, and the reality is, we're probably not gonna be in a position this season with just certain injuries in fall camp and just how a football season regularly plays out yeah that's not going to be the case where yeah, we have go, just five solid guys for 12 for sure. straight games so i'm concerned about how they hold up because it makes everything go if you the offensive line they establish the run game right. a great offensive line i could run through yeah right and get like two or three <laughs> yards right yeah but a bad offensive line like um nobody can do anything yeah exactly an offense so, can't function yeah yeah so that's my biggest concern with the offense. So the offense, we got the offensive line. As far as defense, and this can be positive or negative. We went sure. negative on the offense. We went but, negative uh, on the offense. <laughs> but, like, defense, what, what are some notes that people are, like, noticing after watching the defense? Is there anything that anything that sticks out? So let's go positive with the defense. Yes. Um, the defense is extremely physical, which is a cliche, but, like, they're physical. Like, yeah. during fall camp, really, really physical, just – beating guys up just, just on people. tackles and stuff. Yeah. And last year, a huge thing, and this has been under Gary, honestly, it was a problem under Matt Wells' teams too, were just tackling in the open field. Yeah. It was a struggle. Like, I noticed that was so many times. Like, yeah. athletes from other teams, like, um, just studs on other teams, like wide receivers and running backs, they always have great games against the Aggies because if you get, get out in open field against them, yeah. chances are you're going to break a tackle. Yeah. So far in fall camp, we haven't seen a ton of that. We've yeah. seen a lot of tackling at first contact, which is something that's kind of an expectation, but based off of what we haven't seen, didn't see last year, like it's a big step in the right direction. And a big guy with that is Justin Rice. He's a senior. He's a transfer from Arkansas State, previously from Fresno State, actually. So Kay. he was first team all defense at Fresno State in the Mountain West. Oh, Lego. Yeah. So he's going to be awesome. Awesome. He's going to be awesome. And he was awesome in fall camp. And I think he kind of uplifted the intensity of everyone else around him. So there's there's a few other transfers. What's his name? Sorry, what? Uh, Justin Rice. Justin Rice. Yeah. So okay. he's someone told me he looks like Trevor Lawrence. I don't really see it, <laughs> but he does got some like hair coming out of his helmet. Yeah. So Dude. keep out for him, number three. And then the rest of the defense. There's a lot of returners like Cash Gilliam and yeah. Nick Henniger. And then you add a few more transfers like Patrick Joyner and Byron Vaughns. And so the defense is going to be rock solid, especially on the front seven. That's going to be the strength of the team. Right. Is just the physicality up front, and so hopefully they can uh, they can get to the quarterback a little bit, and yeah. I'm confident they're going to shut down run games of teams. Okay, I'm more worried about that's a big game, deal. I mean, like, 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 yeah, I mean, I know that. So colleges have gotten more offensive heavy and more spread heavy, right? Like line up the receivers exactly. out and just fire away. But um, like stopping the run game, if you can't stop the run game, then like it's just over. It's over because like, yeah. they can control the clock. They just um, so yeah, that's good to hear. Um, any other notes? Like, is there if, if there was one best kept secret about USU football that you're like, dang, nobody knows this, but it's so true. Mm, one best kept secret. Um, I'm not sure anything specific, but yeah. I will say, it's such a 
such a big time community, just the football team. And I mean, obviously what they mean and the basketball team mean to the Valley, mm -hmm. it's really important. But I think just uh, the camaraderie, it's only been eight months since Blake Anderson's got here, right? Yeah. But the camaraderie amongst the team, and he brought in 15 transfers with them. And usually when you bring in a bunch of transfers, it gets weird. It gets weird, right? Because yeah. they're coming. Everybody's looking at each yeah, other. It's like getting a little uncomfortable. Like who's <laughs> taking who's playing time. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because there's 18 returning starters from last year's team. Oh, wow. And you got 15 transfers coming in, and those guys are going to want to start too. So usually with that, exactly yeah. what you're saying, playing time's at risk. But there's a serious camaraderie and kind of just an openness for competition. And I think that that's extremely, extremely beneficial. And it comes from, I think the one thing that people probably don't realize is even though the team was so bad last year, there is incredible leadership on this team. I think that might be the best kept secret is individual leaders on the roster, like Shaq yeah. Bond at safety. He's a senior. Nick Henniger at the defensive line. He decided to come back for his super senior season. And Let's go, super senior. Exactly. And on the offense, Andrew Peasley is a huge leader. He might not be a starting quarterback. Yeah. He might be a backup, but he is a mega leader on that side. And so awesome. I, I think that's something that people don't realize is even though the team kind of went to crap last year, there's still amazing <laughs> leaders that went through that. Yeah. And because they went through that, I think they're going to be better for it. A lot stronger. Exactly. Yeah. That community thing is kind of that. That's kind of my bet. It's basically it feels like everyone on the football team is now way excited to be a part of the football team and to be a part of the football program. And so shouts, shouts to Blake Anderson and shouts to John Hartwell too, I guess, for, uh, for gluing that together. But, Jacob, what, what are you most nervous about for your first day of school? It's, today's the day. What are you, <laughs> what's going on? You, yeah, well, so I already had my first class, and uh, I was late to it. You know? <laughs> so this is, like, way too much. Like, late to the first class. This is too much info to, like, share over air, but, like, we're just doing it anyways. Yeah. I'm retaking a class because it's for my major, and it kind of just went to crap last year. Yeah. I just I dropped out of it. Cause, Wait, was this boot camp? Yeah, it was boot camp. Wait, you were late to boot camp? Yeah. Oh, so, man. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I thought it was in the same room as it was last semester, right? Because I was, took it last oh, semester. Oh, so you're just so like... So I cruising in the same room. <laughs> and it, it was opposite ends of the campus, right? <laughs> you're just like chilling in yeah. the room like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, Brian, no Brian didn't tell me. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> it was on Canvas. Or, yeah. But I, I saw Brian on Friday night, and he was like, oh, yeah. He could have been like, oh, yeah, like, it's a different room, man. Like, go yeah, over to the science like, building. You could know, looked at the fine print. And just I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, it could have done that too. But. So you're late to your first class. Way to, what a way to kick off the school year. Uh, Jacob Nielsen, thank you for coming on. Josh, thanks for having me on, man. Everybody, thank you for listening. This has been Jacob Nielsen and Clara Alder and the Turnaround J podcast. Tune in every Monday. We're going to start doing Mondays only. So once a week, you'll get your Turnaround J fix. You did it. Fantastic. It's been fun.